On the last episode of A Cast of the Past, three gentlemen sat down to work on their top five lists of the best games of the last decade. Whether we're talking about Dead Cells, Saints Row the Third, Mass Effect 2, The Resident Evil 2 Remake, and many, many more, not only was that hard enough, we're about to take things to the next level as we collectively boiled the three things down to one top five list of the games of the last decade right here right now and another exciting episode of a cast of the past with a brand new episode each and every sunday and if you haven't i strongly suggest you go you go back to our previous episode where we dedicated an entire hour to talking about these individual top five lists with yours truly juan velas from puerto rico joining us from boston massachusetts we have ryan mcnulty ryan now that you worked on your list, uh, how scared are you or how hard do you think it'll be to work on a unified list between the three of us? There's certainly going to be some challenges because not, you know, we we have our own lists here and it's not like we've all played everyone's games on every list. So there's going to have to be some good arguments for games that maybe only one person has played. So there, there's going to be challenges there. Of course, there are a few games on the list that I think we've all at least experienced. So um, I, my hope is that we can put a, together a relatively clean list. I agree. I agree. Now, from London, Ontario, we do have Keith Hamilton. Same thing, man. Uh, you struggled quite a bit to just come up with one list. Inevitably, because we've got to work on a unified one, sacrifices have to be made. Are you ready to make those sacrifices, Keith? I am ready. I, I think this is going to go smoothly. Will there be a couple of bumps? Yes, but I don't think it's going to be as bumpy as y'all think. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be fine. Famous but if last everybody words. likes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if everybody I'm saying enjoys it now, so podcast, I know that I'm wrong later. We'll see. We'll see. It's like what we we all just hate each other. But hey, along the ride, if you like what we do, uh, please consider hitting uh, the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And if you like what I do, uh, and with alongside these two beautiful men, you can leave a five star review on Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Facebook. It makes Keith happy, and I think that's going to help. Does facilitate this quite a bit so a happy keith. keith is a happy life yeah, yeah. okay that, that is true <laughs> now before we hit the record button we were just talking about the fact that look uh the the obvious picks for these lists we assume are our number one pick so just to yeah. recap uh, the individual lists first with ryan he mentioned pokemon go Cubhead, this is spoilers from the previous episode, but it, hey, we got to bring it up. Yeah, for this. I think we should quickly say if you haven't seen part one of our games of the decade, you should probably hit the pause button and go yeah. watch that because we're going to talk about these games extensively and we're going to ruin that episode pretty much. So go back, have a listen, and then join us in part two once you're done. So you can tell yeah. us how right or wrong we are as we exactly, go along. Exactly, because this one's going to focus more on the justification for the spot rather than, than the game itself, because we already talked about that part, right? So these games are awesome. So Ryan talked about Pokemon Go, Cubhead, Dark Souls, Hearthstone, and Breath of the Wild. Keith brought up Saints Row the Third, Stardew Valley, Warframe, uh, the Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Mass Effect 2. And I brought up WWE 2K14, uh, a Way Out, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, Saints Row the Third. So that's going to be an interesting one. And Dead Cells. So uh, do we all agree that our individual number one picks, those being uh, Breath of the Wild, Mass Effect 2, and Dead Cells, 
are going to be in our top five, or is there any objection to that? I think by default, they should at least start on the list because there are number one games individually of the decade. So they should probably at least be the backbone of our top five games of the decade. Are they definite locks? No, they could be argued off. And I mean, if somebody makes a strong enough case, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. There's time for us to argue, as Keith said. Um, but I think for now, as default, we can put those in as our first three of our top five and just, you know, no particular order at the moment. So now that we look at the list, I think the other one, uh, Keith and I do have uh, a similar pick, which is Saints Row the Third. So uh, I would say that that maybe does get added to this. So what about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say... I and I've played this game, so I think by default we can move it up to contention, um, since it's it appeared on two lists. So I, I think that is a, a definite qualification for for having it up there. Yeah, I agree, and I think that of the games that we're talking about today, I would just legitimately put Saints Row the Third on a top five list. I'd say it's like a solid number five. Yeah, that that's gonna be. I would I would not argue with a top five pick for Saints Row the Third. We're gonna uh, slowly build this, but I do think it's interesting that we just take a look at the genres first and see if there's anything that's sort of uh, missing within that. So just within all of the awesome games, we have Breath of the Wild, so it's open world, right? Mass Effect Two, you could kind of say it's open world as well. Same thing with a Saints Row. So Dead Cells is the definitive, just completely different type of game, right? So when you look at that in comparison to the other games that we have in our lists, we have uh, A Way Out, WWE, Warframe, Stardew Valley, Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's one game that was not in my list that would not surprise me that could make it maybe into our top five of the last decade. What would you guys say about that game? As someone who hasn't played it, uh, I'm going to abstain. But obviously, you know, thinking about how two out of three, you know, we got to go with the two thirds vote, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know based on what you guys have said and, you know, it's gotten critical acclaim from many, you know, critics as well. So uh, it's certainly one that I think it can be in contention but i'll let you guys speak for it yeah i think to to me the number five spot or the fifth spot on this list is kind of between three games right now and i mean no offense to anything else but it's between the re2 remake it's between dark souls and it's between yakuza 6 i would say this one that i feel least strongly about is yakuza 6 there but Yeah, RE2 is just so strong just for everything it did for remakes and just being a great game on top of it. It's it's set just such a high bar. It really is one of the best games of the decade. I'm actually going to bring this over to Ryan, Mm -hmm. taking advantage of the fact that he didn't play it. So how do you feel about a remake? Because you did play the original one last year, right? So you at least have an idea of what that world is like, but... When looking back and talking about the best games of the last decade, the gameplay did change, but the the world and the story is still the same. Is that something that bothers you? Are you okay with it? Like I said, I'm okay with it being in contention, assuming 
like maybe we should move up several games to the next bracket it might actually be easier for us to start you know putting things on the yeah start putting things on the chopping block and narrowing it down um because right now we have we got four games kind of on the list but it's it's a little bit difficult and i think maybe we reverse it and we start thinking about games that we can right away say okay they were great but are they the top five of the decade probably not okay yeah i really like that approach so let's take that I'll go first and cut one of my babies, even though I love it and I played like three hours of it today. I'm going to say Warframe isn't in this conversation. I would agree. I think Warframe is a really solid game, but it's uh, when thinking about best games of the last decade, without a doubt, it's maybe one of the most played. Like if we talked about most played games of the last decade, Warframe would probably dominate with uh, with games like League of Legends and Minecraft. So that that'll that would be a fascinating topic. But I think that it's great for free-to-play games, but I don't know how I feel about it. Even though I dedicated like seven hours to it, which is like not a lot, but I would cut that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ryan? Anything else that you're just like, nah, it's good, it's great, it's awesome, but in top five fashion, you you think you're good? Um, I'm happy to, you know, I'll take Keith's approach and cut one of my own, and I will happily cut Hearthstone off of my list because, you know, I, you know, it is a revolutionary game in terms of exploding the market for digital card games. But certainly I think the game has not really kept up lately is kind of fallen off a little bit. Although I know Keith likes the new um, battleground thing or whatever oh, that, they so much fun. Added, <laughs> that they added on. Um, but certainly I think the popularity is, has not necessarily been sustained. Um, and I just think there's, there's just bigger games to to cover. Agreed. The main mode of Hearthstone is the build your deck uh, competitive uh, mode. And I would, at this point, I would say I am actively avoiding it as the main part of Hearthstone. I do really love Battlegrounds, but that feeling that I used to have towards it is just gone at this point. So I would say, yeah, I'm okay with Hearthstone going. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> yeah. Leave the memories alone. I think that uh, my list is probably the the one that's going to get massacred the most because WWE 2K14, we all agree, I think just in top five, it's like, okay, uh, a way out. I'm the only one that played it. And it's it's a very unique experience, right? Either you've played that game and understand it or you look at it and you're like, what's so special about it, right? So I, I'm completely willing to make those sacrifices so mm-hmm. having said that, what are some of the games that we do have left that you guys would like to bring back on the table for the top five contention? It's tough now. It is tough. I, hmm, okay, here's the first tough one. I would honestly put Dark Souls on this list over Saints Row the Third. Whoa, whoa. Really? Okay, here we go. I didn't here's one thing I didn't expect was for someone to fight for one of my games <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like a, a probably Breath of the Wild aside, well actually Pokemon Go maybe so, but like the other 3, I I didn't expect people to really fight for because well maybe Hearthstone, but Dark Souls and Cuphead definitely didn't expect because I felt like you guys weren't as into those games. 
but I, Keith, did you play Dark Souls or is I, it? I did. I played mm-hmm. it when it first came out. Um, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but the reason why I would cut it or I would keep it over Saints Row the Third is at this point we're talking about the top games of the decade. When we're talking about that, I think we have to include things like impact and what that game did for the genre of video games as a whole. And I think Dark Souls is probably one of the most important games of the last decade as far as carving out its place in the uh, in the overall scheme of video games. Like, yes, there was Demon Souls. Demon Souls was still a very niche thing. It was that thing that you heard about in Japan that eventually came to America on the PlayStation 3. Some people checked it out, didn't really set the world on fire the way Dark Souls did. Dark Souls came out. That's when it became this thing of like, you really need to play Dark Souls. That's true. And it is going mm-hmm. to beat you down. It is going to whoop your ass and leave you black and blue. But it's you're going to have fun in this. It managed to make frustrating gameplay fun just because of the achievement that you felt once you finally got past that part like the fact that you're you have to play that entire game on edge and when you finally get make a little bit of progression it might even be down a hallway you just feel so good about that and the uh, the effect that that had and how it created like this little premise of just being hard was able to have so many spin-offs and so many successful spin-offs at the same time like yes you everybody has their favorite souls game but you can't really argue that any of them are bad. And I don't think if Dark Maybe Souls Maybe Dark Souls hit, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a lot of people love but that. But again, a lot of people exactly, who play that as their my first point. Dark Souls actually really like that game. And um, that's my point, that yeah. it might not be your favorite, but it's somebody yeah. else's favorite. So you it can is say something- that. When when we kind of come into the fact, you know, we built our personal list, those kind of pretty much stay as our personal list. But when it comes to creating a mutual list, I think impact has to be something to take into consider because there is there is things like we, you know, as I said earlier, we haven't all played these games. But um, I like what you said about Dark Souls because, yeah, Demon Souls did come out and initially Demon Souls was meant to be the answer to, hey, you know, games like the Uncharted's of the world where, hey, it's a really fun game. But is anyone going to be surprised that you beat the game? No, it's kind of expected that you beat games nowadays. So Demon Souls was that initial concept of, hey, remember old school NES games? Why don't we try and bring that challenge back a little bit? And Dark Souls was, you know, like many video game sequels, they are much, they finally are able to refine and improve on a concept. And Dark Souls did exactly that. And that was really, it was a refined and, um, you know, well-oiled machine enough of a game to really take off and uh, make an impact in the in the community. That's very true. So, um, I guess I'm sort of the tiebreaker in this sense where I did play Demon Souls, I played some Dark Souls, I played Bloodborne, so I played many games that have been inspired or have tried to clone Dark Souls games. Now, on the flip side, you look at Scenes for the Third, I think that whereas in, in Demon Souls, people saw the potential, but then Dark Souls just sort of blew up, a lot of people did like Scenes Row, like the second one. I remember when the third came out, 
a lot of people were complaining about the fact that it went up a little bit too high. For me, that was actually good. I like the fact that they took what was good about the second one and made it even better. But as someone that has actually played Saints Row, uh, the, the second one, I was going to Saints Row the second, Saints Row 2 <laughs> uh, last year for the first time, I'm like, wait a minute, this is a lot better than I remember. And although I still love the third, I think that I gave it too much credit for things the previous game already did. So in that sense, I'm willing to make my sacrifice because without the Dark Souls games, we wouldn't have even a lot of the roguelike games. Like a lot of those games true. do focus on the difficulty based on these games, like the gameplay mechanics, the fluidity, a lot of that was because of Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And I do think that Saints Row kind of earned its place in the open world genre, especially if you consider Grand Theft Auto 4 as kind of the other side of what games were doing at the time. Very realistic. They wanted you to wait an entire cab ride and kind of slowly walk through Liberty City and then go bowling and then I do, have yeah, your cousin tell say, you go bowling. And then Saints I, Row <laughs> just did the opposite. Like, yeah. let's make rocket-powered cars and jet planes and yeah, crazy jet planes. I do appreciate Saints Row's response, right? Because people weren't exactly gung-ho about GTA 4. I personally love GTA 4, but Saints Row was that response to the people that really loved San Andreas and wanted to see Grand Theft Auto get even more ridiculous. Saints Row was there for that audience. So having said that, um, I think without question, it does make it into our top five, talking about um saints road dark no dark Souls. Oh, okay we're, we're, we're agreeing on that part now is saints row the third in that slot is it still on the top five or do we bump it off the top five or something else to me personally i would bump saints row off for re2 remake looking at what we have left which at this time is um let's see it's dead cells saints row yakuza 6 mass effect 2 RE2 Remake, Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls, and Cuphead, and Pokemon Go. To me, RE2 is the fifth game there, and that's our five. That would, that would be good, because I'm thinking back about our, our episode. Uh, we did like a smaller episode, right? We didn't do a full review of the RE2 Remake, but we kept saying that, look, whether you like or hate remakes, this is it. This is probably going to be the the example for future remakes, right? For Final Fantasy remake, for anything else that comes after. So whether you like or hate those, this is probably the best one. So in the grand scheme of the last decade, whereas Saints Row the Third was a much better version of the third of the previous game, right? The Saints Row Two, I could kind of see that. How how are we feeling about that? And think about the decade of the 2010s and all of the remasters and the ports and just the throwing up of old games onto new consoles. They could have easily done that with Resident Evil 2 and just re-released the old ones and put it on the PSN store. But they're like, no, we're taking this game and we're just flipping the script and making something incredible out of it. Okay. So, Ryan, uh, as uh, somebody that I don't think is going to mind, even though you haven't played the R2 remake, you played the original one, do you agree that maybe we mm-hmm. say goodbye to Saints Row the Third in favor of the RE2 remake? 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly completely in favor of that. It It's a game I would like to play. I have a feeling I would enjoy quite a bit. I've seen a lot of gameplay. You guys have raved about it. Like I said, I've played the original. Uh, I don't have any objection to adding it to the list. So my question for you would be, of everything we have left, is there anything that you would fight over the five games that we have now? Okay, so just to recap, the games that we have right now are uh, Dark Souls, Saints Row. Uh, Dark, no, uh, I'm reading remake. the other list, Keith. Update the other <laughs> list, damn it. <laughs> what? So you have, didn't tell me I had this I was, <laughs> I was actually updating the list. That, okay, that was damn it, Ryan. Okay, so we have Dark Souls, Resident Evil 2, uh, Mass Effect 2, Breath of the Wild, and Dead Cells. I think that without question, we're not talking about order yet, but I think when it comes to game selection... It's a pretty sexy list. We're leaving out games like Stardew Valley, Warframe, Scenes from the Third, Yakuza 6. That is the one game that I'm like, oh man, I would love to add that. But, but I think the reason Keith and I, you, we sort of have to disqualify ourselves from that one is we haven't played nearly enough of the other Yakuza games, right? I think that um, I've seen a lot of people kind of like what Saints Row the Third saying, hey, Yakuza 6 is a really good starter game. They kind of tone many things down, which for me was good. But maybe if I played all the way up until five and then the sixth one, I'd be like, hey, it's a good one, but it's not mm -hmm. it's not it's the like best if you started one. on Fable 3 and you didn't realize that Fable 1 was actually exactly. a good game. <laughs> and I mean, like, honestly, even Yakuza 6 is on your list and I respect the hell out of that. Yakuza 6 isn't even my favorite Yakuza game of the last decade and I started with Zero and I would say Zero is the best one of all of them and I and again I love Yakuza 6 the thing is we're going down to five games here I can look at the list that we have right now and not be able to say well there's this thing wrong with that game and I'm that I'm not a big fan of with Yakuza those things do exist I think that the story takes some weird turns uh the side or the side quests are great the baseball mini game is not great <laughs> the uh what else is it what am I thinking of what am I thinking of the combat I'm more uh i'm more of a fan of the old yakuza style than yakuza 6 i i can poke holes in this one in a way that i can't poke holes in the other games we have on the list that's why i'm not fighting too hard for yakuza okay, still a so great game having said that let's get to the nitty-gritty we have our top five once again dark souls re2 remake yeah. Mass Are you Effect okay 2? with letting Cuphead and Pokemon go, Ryan? I just want to make sure. Yeah, honestly, I, I think the two games that I felt needed to be on here the most from my list are there. So I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So taking a look at this list and just figuring out uh, common themes. So the three of us have played Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. I would say that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the three of us have played Dead Cells, right? I've played that extensively because it's my favorite game of the last decade. And I've also played a lot of Dead Cells. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what's your take on, on the roguelike or roguelite genre? Whether you've played this game or other ones, what's your take on those? I very much enjoy it when it comes to a game like The Binding of Isaac. 
I have not played Dead Cells, although I have played Hollow Knight, which I know is sort of a Metroidvania style game. Yeah. And I and I've tried Symphony of Night and those types of games, and I've I've struggled to get into it, but I know you've You've sold me on wanting to try Dead Cells because of it's a little bit different than those games. Uh, so certainly I should try this game, although these are the games I've really struggled. I get very lost and um, I, I would like to give this game a shot. Um, so I'll kind of hear you guys out on this and where you feel like it belongs. But I, I, I'm definitely open to, to playing it. Okay, so... Knowing that we have Breath of the Wild, Mass Effect 2, and Resident Evil 2 on this list, even though Dead Cells is my number one, I think that as a collective, I really would put a Dead Cells, Dead Cells is like at a number four. Just because, look, all of these other games are super high detail 3D games. Like Dead Cells is so dramatically different. And I feel like that right there, you got to give the game credit, right? These are all like super massive open world games where Dead Cells very much takes it back with the graphics, but it is beautiful. It's uh, It gets you hooked. It keeps you wanting to come back. I don't think you can p- hold that against Dead Cells, though, mm-hmm. just because of how, like, yes, it's not this giant open world experience. No, I'm saying that's but- great about it. Yeah, it's great about it because it's so tight. You yeah. really keep it tight. It's and very just- tight, Keith. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, just wanted to make that I, joke. I don't think, like, I get what you mean where you have these very ambitious open world 3D games and they're so complicated and everything, but it's like, hey, you know, if Donkey Kong Country 2 came out last year, I mean, maybe I'm sitting here arguing for it, even if it is just a simple platformer. Uh, so, uh, Are that, you saying that Donkey Kong Country 2 from... is the best game of the last generation? Because <laughs> I'm willing is... to listen to that argument. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of, be careful the, of the two decades ago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of the 90 to 99, maybe. It's definitely on my top five of that era. So could we leave it like in a parking spot, Dead Cells at number four? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, number five, uh, what would you guys put as uh, number five? <sighs> hmm. I have spent most of the lifespan of this podcast talking it up, but I honestly think that number five should be RE2 Remake. When you're going against everything else on that list, I think that's the ceiling where being a great remake is that's about as far as it's going to get you. What do you Not, say, Ryan? I, I know you haven't someone, played yeah, it, I haven't but played it, the significance so I, of it. I will go with it. I mean, yeah, as Keith said, the, the remaining three are are juggernauts, you know? I agree. I agree. Okay, so uh, we have number five, Resident Evil 2, the remake. Number four, Dead Cells. Now, um, what's interesting, right? Breath of the Wild is a console exclusive specifically for uh, the Switch uh, well, and the Wii U. Well, it's sorry, the Wii U. I, I yeah. love the Wii U. Wii U. I am so sorry. It's still a Nintendo exclusive, whereas Mass Effect and Dark Souls are One, available. You may have just lost everywhere. subscribers on your chat. Yeah, <laughs> on your first sorry, everybody. Ten Wii U videos to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to work on those. But Dark Souls. Not only do we have the original Dark Souls, we have the Dark Souls remake in the sub day in the same decade. That's that's kind of weird to think about. So, what would number three look like for Ryan? Hmm. Think um, about well, for this me, I actually probably would put Dark Souls as number three. I know, 
for me, it's no surprise that I, I would put Breath of the Wild higher just because for personally, my experience and how that influenced me. But Dark Souls, I would put it number three, just on the aspect that, uh, you know, for, when it's the three of us making the list, I know you guys aren't as big on it. And I know Mass Effect 2 has been a much bigger game for the both of you. Um, so just on the fact that I'm the one who really is the hard ad- advocate, although Keith has definitely shown support. I think the other two games are going to have more like majority support. So I it's, can get mo- behind it's that. more of like a team aspect than on the actual merits of the game. Yep, I agree. 100%. Number three is a great spot for Dark Souls. Yeah, same thing, man. Same thing. Now, oh boy, I, I, I was thinking initially <laughs> that it was going to be super easy because, okay, look, the mainstream answer breaking news would be Breath of the Wild. Now, I know Keith is going to be the person that can make a better argument, but as both of you mentioned Demon Souls, I mentioned Saints Row 2, I think that as somebody that played the first Mass Effect, there's something about just how you can take a first game and make it dramatically better. I mean, talk about a great sequel with a great story that played however the hell you want. You want relationships, you got those with Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect much like Breath of the Wild. So I think it's great that these are the two picks, right? The definitive thing about each game is you make of it what you want to make of it. Uh, Keith, starting with you first, because I mean, I'd say out of the three of us, you've had the best overall time with both games as opposed to just one. Uh, Where do you stand with Mass Effect 2 with two remaining spots? Mass Effect 2 to me is... As far as this decade that we are talking about, it is a feat in video game storytelling where this is it doesn't get any better than this. And because it's it manages to be nonlinear and linear at the exact same time where, yes, you're always going to end up at the same point, but how you get there is your own unique story. The choices that you make and just the way that it impacts not only this game, but the games that come after it. And you already had a game leading up to it in Mass Effect 1 where that exact same thing happened. It is the best storytelling in video games uh, backed up by solid gameplay. The They managed to work RPG classes in a way that felt good and felt unique But I think Mass Effect 2 belongs in number two. More because of how strong Breath of the Wild is opposed to how weak Mass Effect 2 is. Like Mass Effect 2 is my favorite game of the last decade. And I think it is it is one of the best games ever created. I just kind of think Breath of the Wild's better. I mean, Ryan. Wow. Uh, are, are you willing <laughs> to argue that. about a Breath right of the now. Wild? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were ready to argue that. Now you're like, oh, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Keith's done a lot of my work for me today. Maybe that's why he thought it was going to be <laughs> not as hard as we thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's true because I was I was looking at this list and it was it came down to like that argument that I brought up at the very beginning of now we are talking about the not it's not our favorite games of the generation anymore or not the generation the decade it's 
the best games of the decade and you have to look at impact and i think the impact of mass effect 2 was very strong that's why i think it's the second most impactful of the game of the or games of the last decade it's just that what breath of the wild did was so much more i agree and uh i'm somebody that kind of went off the rails with breath of the wild because i was overwhelmed with it right i thought it was uh so many options where I've I've been used to Ocarina of Time and other games like it, but I remember when I first got it, uh, my wife actually actually had an incredible experience with the game, right? Where she would just obsessively not even just play the game, but think about the game. And I think that's the significance of all of these five games that whether you're playing them or you're walking down the street, at some point you're like, oh man. Can I find another shrine or, oh man, which decision am I going to make in Mass Effect? And I think that's the significance. But um, on the flip side, Ryan, as a resident Zelda expert, uh, what would you say has been some of the flack now that, you know, when games come out, people are like, yeah, best game of all time. Kind of like with mm-hmm. GTA 4 or 5. But then as time goes on, people sort of pick and choose like, hey, maybe it's not so great. I think a little bit of that has happened with Breath of the Wild where it's so open world. Some people have found it. So on the flip side, what would be sort of the a counter argument? Although the fact the three of us agree it should be number one right now. Play devil's yeah. advocate. Well, yeah, no, exactly. And believe me, there there's definitely flaws to the game. But believe it or not, I was I was talking to my roommate about Breath of the Wild yesterday. As we speak, he's upstairs playing the game. So there you nice. go. People still enjoying it thoroughly um to this day even three years after it came out still very much talked about but um certainly this was as we said a direct counter to the previous zelda game that had come out skyward sword which was very much a linear by the number zelda game that a lot of people didn't uh didn't like that much so breath of the wild took just completely shook up the formula that very much needed to be shaken up but a few things were lost along the way uh for breath of the wild but what it does it does so well that you don't really notice it until after you've kind of enjoyed the game but certainly the traditional zelda dungeons are really felt as missing so you know the shrines are nice but the puzzles are just kind of They're very much just direct puzzles. You drop down and you go solve it. Whereas you think about older Zelda games where you're in a forest temple, you're in this mossy mansion and there's this really eerie music and then these ghosts show up and all of a sudden you get to shoot these paintings with your arrow to get the ghost to come out. So the puzzles were more thematic to the areas you were in where now you kind of drop down all the aesthetic looks the same and you solve these puzzles so that's the areas where it felt a little short also the boss fights were very blah compared to a lot of these super memorable bosses that you would see like the whole ganon sequence is pretty cool at the very end but even then had like the ending sequence is a little too easy But yeah, so I would say not having traditional Zelda dungeons and the boss fights are definitely the weaker side. But what it does, the bread and butter of the game of exploration and puzzle solving, it does that so well that you can forgive the weaknesses. It's true. I do think that 
a lot of the critiques of this game come from the fact that maybe it's a little too open world where you do lose that thing in the game's equivalent of the temples because I think it's pretty safe to say that the div- the divine beast, try saying that 10 times fast, are the temple equivalents of this game. But the fact that you can play them in any order kind of leaves you and in a also, situation where once it's you know bland. how to do them they can be done in about five Seconds. minutes yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's got a gimmick a very isolated gimmick and then once you get it you get it but those weaknesses are totally overshadowed by the strengths of the game where those things are lost because of the open world the things that this game gains from being so open world i think are phenomenal I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of it. I love the durability system in this game where you it 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 creates these little micro moments that you think back on and really enjoy. Like I I quite fondly remember me going up to like a camp of moblins. It was the it was the harder one. I think those ones are like the dark moblins and me going like halfway through it uh my hammer that i was using my hammer broke then all of a sudden i'm like okay well what am i gonna do well there's this club on the ground that i just killed one of the moblins and uh took their club and then beat the rest of them with that club it creates these awesome little moments like that of like oh i'm in this world i'm really by myself i need to scavenge what i can get find what i can get and then make the most of it and then it has that progression of feeling stronger. Like I never before this game, I never really like felt the significance of the master sword of how it's this cool moment of getting this like very powerful item. But this game like really hit that home for me of that moment of like, they make yeah, you earn it. And it's they, very much worth it once you get it. Exactly. Like it really is like it it feels like this significant upgrade, like, okay, this is the weapon that I need to use to save this place. And just the feelings that you get along the way. And though much uh, much like Dark Souls, once you've if you're stuck on one of those shrines and then the the solution just hits you, you feel like a damn genius to 400 IQ plus right there. And then just those uh, little moments that it creates. What what is uh, this is the which main zelda game like what number would this game be at Ooh, i want to say like the 14 wait oh main series game like well yeah. i mean would i count like game boy color games like the oracles and stuff or i don't know on average i think that the one thing that's fascinating to think about all this so on our top five so let's just break this down we have the resident evil 2 remake dead cells so we have a sequel and it's the remake to a sequel, right? With the first, with the fifth pick with Resident Evil 2. Then Dead Cells is an independent, smaller form, a 20-ish dollar game. Then at number three, we have Dark Souls. So we had uh, Demon Souls before that, showed a ton of potential. With Mass Effect 2, we have this company that already had pretty successful experiences with RPG games, with uh, Star Wars, Knights of, the Old, uh, Knights of the Old Republic and all that. But with Zelda Breath of the Wild... What I think doesn't get talked about enough, like you guys mentioned all these features, right? But this is not the second game of the series, right? So you talk about series burnout, you know, Assassin's Creed or anything like that. They took a huge risk with this game that none of the other companies or names or games in this list probably would never do. 
Think about how iconic this is, yet they said, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to scratch most of this, and we're going to have the experience be what you make it. And I think for that alone, uh, this game without question deserves to be the top game of the last decade. Whether you agree or not, I think that if companies uh, don't step outside of that comfort zone, right, and they always just do, well, let's do a fifth one. And then after that, let's do a sixth one. If I counted one. correctly, just the previous I think it's one, six, 16. Yeah, think about that, My right? God. So it's <laughs> freaking insane. So uh, looking at the list once again, how are you guys feeling whether top five or the best five games of the last decade? I dig it, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Can very, you very dig simple that? from Keith. I, I think we've tackled uh like i said i think this list is extremely solid every game on here i think really deserves to be here you know if we're talking about overall influential games of the decade there might be you know people will probably say there's a couple key games missing but you know they just weren't as impactful to us or we missed them Things that come to mind for me, big, um, you know, something like Minecraft certainly had a lot of influence, but I never quite got into it at the level that a lot of people have. And I have not played The Witcher 3, which I know is a big game for a lot of people. But I think, like I said, every game that we have has definitely been not only important to us, but I think a lot of the, you know, the video game community would agree belong on at least a top 10 list of the decade. Absolutely. So everybody watching and listening, please let us know uh, why we are wrong, why this is the worst best <laughs> yes. five games of the last decade. How can we miss insert game here? Exactly. You guys exactly. are the worst. You can just uh, complain, uh, send Keith a tweet, uh, Hamilton, uh, Hamilton <laughs> yeah. by, Tear by us law. a new right? asshole on Twitter at Hamilton by law. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Exactly. My notifications are off. It's a good way to learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think that another really cool thing, we have the Discord, we talk about that, and we have some awesome people there, uh, Sir Meatwad and the rest of the gang. Shout out to each and every one of you that listens. Uh, thank you to everybody on Spotify. Spotify right now, our most listened to podcast platform, so everybody whether you're on Stitcher or anywhere, you're super important. But uh, this is what we love. We love putting out episodes that, yeah, we do the individual reviews, but these are the ones that I think people definitely either get the pitchforks out or I think they're a lot more careful because it's all opinion-based. And we were able to take three separate opinions and formulate one list. And I think that uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. So please uh, let us know, social media, a cast of the past. Let us know what you think about that. Once again, plug in the Discord. That is a castofthepast.com slash Discord. In a couple of weeks, we're going to begin to play a couple of uh, classic video games on the road to multiple awesome games coming out. And uh, people, that's been it for a two-part series, guys. You okay, Keith? I feel good. Made me go back and think about a lot of games I hadn't thought about in a while. Like I started a new farm in Stardew Valley. <laughs> Keith, oh, God, not again, me. man. Help me. Well, while Keith recovers, we will be back with another exciting episode of a cast. To the past. So this time, I think I'm starting like an animal-based farm where normally Mm -hmm. I have two barns, but I think this time I'm going to go for for, uh, six. This is an intervention. I I want at least one thing, maybe two, where maybe I'm going to make a lot of money off of uh, truffles and truffle butter. And and then, you know, maybe move into fishing. You know what I mean?